You are now listening to the Kings of the North podcast. All right, hello. We had some technical difficulties, but welcome to Kings of the North episode four. James Young, AJ California. I like how like every episode it's like, oh, we didn't have to have some technical difficulties. Oh wait, no, oh, wait, this week we no, did. We did. And so clearly we just are a mess. Um, this is our second try. Yep, it is. Who's who's who cares? Or who cares? Not me. Nobody listens to this podcast anyway. Well, you do apparently. Uh, Nick yeah. does. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Um, <laughs> my mom does. She texted me after. Hi, mom, California. Cal- that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, either way. All yeah. Right, so we're, we? we're we're talking we're talking we're talking we're talking football. Talking football. No basketball today. Too early in the season to talk about basketball. Yeah, NBA basketball is kind of like weird. Plus, I'll just keep it. I'll keep it a buck. There were a lot of notes in class today, so we didn't have. I didn't have as much availability to uh, work on this rundown. When I tell you that I was, like, writing stuff for the rundown and my computer died, and I was like... It's <sighs> true. I was like, I was like, do I plug in my charger over there? But I didn't want to be that person that got up right. in class and right. I had to put my charger in. Right. And because it, it's like, they look at you. Right. And it's like, oh, I'm that guy. Yeah, no, so instead you just sat there and looked at your dead computer. And on my phone. Yeah. No, you didn't do that. You were just on your dead computer. Yeah, okay. I was just staring at AJ's blankly. mom. He I was, was not on his phone during class. Blankly at my dead computer, and I thought to myself, What is life? And I think to myself, What a wonderful world. All right. All right. And that uh, has been the AJ <laughs> duet. Um, you can catch us live. It's a musical. All right. So the first game we have to talk about in college football world this week, uh, we were really rowing the boat there for the Golden Gophers, and then they mm. just kind of whoa, 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 whoa! I was rowing the boat. I'll never say I'm rowing the boat. I had them at four. I respect that team. You had them higher than I did. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all so the, you were rowing the boat. I was see, because that was a Western thing when I was a freshman. So but it's not a Western thing anymore. I don't care. Okay, we will not. So you were rowing the Gopher. I was rowing the gopher. That's fine. That's weird. But I also had <laughs> stated last week, I literally had said, this could be a trap game for them. Yeah. Where they got that's the problem with freaking Iowa. They're always a trap game. Anyway, sorry. Well, that's, no, I agree. I didn't mean to interrupt Iowa, you. Iowa, I think once a year, gets that big like, win yeah. over a top, like, a top school. And they, didn't, and they ruin their season. It happens every year. I kid you not. You can Google that. I mean, last year, it was, who was it? Ohio State, was it? I'm checking right now, so just kind of... No, it wasn't. Uh, Penn State. They beat Penn State, who was ranked highly at the time. Yeah. No, they lost to Penn State. No? No. Okay. Last year, they didn't do it. But it does feel like every <laughs> November to December, Iowa pulls off some stupid upset that they shouldn't be. And that's what happened this week, I feel like, too. They uh, they defeated Minnesota. 19-23 to was the final score. It's really weird, because if you look... If you look at the stats and didn't watch the game, you can't really point to one reason why Minnesota lost. I mean, they played fine. Tanner Morgan, the quarterback, 25 of 36, 368 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tyler Goodson, the running back for Iowa, he's a freshman, 13 carries, 94 yards and a touchdown. But uh, either way, I like I wrote here, classic Iowa, November win over a ranked team that they really don't have any business beating, but here we are. And you can kind of see why the committee was afraid to put Minnesota high because, you know, a game like this is possible. I uh, will – if I had to pinpoint one thing that really hurt I, uh, Minnesota for this game, 
it was the defense, especially their tackling. Mm. They just I when I was watching that game, I, they just the first half, their t- second half tackling was a lot better. But the first half tackling, that running back Tyler Goodson mm. was just breaking tackles left and right. That yeah. the corners were couldn't tackle anybody, the linebackers couldn't tackle anybody. And you, if you're not being able to tackle, you can't do anything. They just right. had no the time of possession was completely one sided the first half. Yeah, uh, and it's. It's really weird, too, because if you look back at the actual box score, the time of possession, Minnesota ended up leading it at the end. It was like 32-27, to 27, I believe. So right. it was just a weird game. Just it, Nothing really made sense, but either way, Iowa did uh, manage to get the win 23-19. 23-19, we got it. <laughs> we just watched uh, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That, I may, so not well, the first time. Not for the first time, just like the other day. Oh, okay. We got it. You remember? 23-19? Yeah, yeah, I know the joke. Okay. Well, that's why, like, when we were singing that duet earlier, I said it's a musical because, like, when he when they go like put that thing back where yeah. it came from, I was literally hinting bum, at that. Bum, bum. But like, no one's gonna get that until like, cause no one knows my brain until now. Until now. Here we are. Here we are. Literally, probably two minutes in, in advance. All right. So shout out Iowa, uh, the Hawkeyes. Shout uh, out Monsters Inc. Yeah. Shout out Monsters Inc. Uh, next game up, SEC game: Georgia number four versus Auburn number twelve. Georgia won 21-14, and they clinched the SEC East with the victory. And again, it was just kind of a weird game, a very stereotypical Jake Fromm game. 13 for 28, 110 yards, but three touchdowns out of nowhere. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a decent game for the Bulldogs, 17 carries, 106 yards. Bo Nix, the quarterback freshman for Auburn, 30 of 50, 245 yards, one touchdown. Also had 13 carries, 42 rushing yards, one touchdown, and one fumble. Just a weird game. That actually ends up kind of meaning a lot for Georgia. It does, and I felt like for the most part, Jake Fromm pl- didn't actually play great. No, like when I was watching the game, like they had a lot of, uh, they just didn't do like their drives kind of ended quickly. Yeah, that's how I felt. That's kind of that's kind of why I said typical Jake Fromm game because the numbers look okay, but you're actually watching the game and it's like, eh, man, there, Fromm? there's more. To, there's Alex more. Smith? Could be the same guy. Yeah, I think I I like Alex Smith a little bit more than most people. I mean, I there's also like, like well, okay, I think Jake really? Fromm, Andy Dalton. Have you see that video of Alex Smith where he's like healing now? The video that his wife put out. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Sad. Oh no, I, well, I thought it was really inspirational. It was inspirational. It's just sad. Like, well, it's sad to go. He through. seems like such a good guy. It's. Like, I think it's cool the stories you hear about Alex Smith, where it's yeah. like uh, he goes to the training room and like studies film, right? And he remember he has everything memorized. Like he doesn't take any notes. It's like him and like Ryan Shazier. If they ever play again, that'd be amazing. I think Alex Smith has a chance. I don't think Ryan Shazier has a chance to play ever. Again. You don't think so? No. Just because like even the way he walks now, it looks like he's kind of like yeah. You know, even though he's able to walk, I, you don't see videos of Ryan Shazier j- jogging. I don't think. Not yet. Right, but like Alex Smith is already like running. Is he really? Yeah, there's a video where he's on the treadmill. That's wild. Dude was like, he's broken in half. <laughs> All right, so. Fuck <laughs> out, almighty. God almighty. As God is my witness, he's broken in half. He's top, top rope. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else you want to talk about for the Georgia Auburn game? Um,. I didn't bet any money. I bet money on the Minnesota game. I forgot the state, uh, state, and I put it on Minnesota uh, to come back, and I got them at the solid plus three hundred four, and they were only down by ten mm. or something like that. And I was like, Close. oh, I was like, this is it, because then I also parlayed it with the LSU game mm. plus to get we'll 20, get to that, yeah, but to get minus twenty one, and I and I'm so mad because they hit the minus twenty one, and mm-hmm. of course like Minnesota didn't come through. Yeah, I would I put five bucks, I would have got eighty four dollars. Ooh, that would have been. 
Ooh. Smacking. I would have been finger looking good. And guess what, Minnesota? The Gophers let me down again. Golden Gophers. Golden Gophers. We probably should have led Silver with this Gophers. game. Uh, number 10, Oklahoma versus number 13, Baylor. The big game. Uh, big game. Oklahoma came back down 28-3 to for the memes. And whew, when I say that number is still cursed, I've stated that. It is yeah. cursed. Yeah. You don't care what. Listen, if you're if you're the head coach of your team and you just score a touchdown and you're like, you're at 27, right? You go for two. Yep. Because either you take 29 or you just take the 27. Yep. All right? Don't get 28. Unless there's zero, then it's fine. Which, by the way, if they had gone for two and they got it, it would have been 34-32, and then they could have won with a field goal instead of playing for overtime. Imagine. So, uh, final score, 34-31. I don't think I mentioned that. Uh, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for Oklahoma, uh, he was already in the Heisman race. He's really put himself in the Heisman race with this game. Uh, 30 for 42, 297 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Also had 27 rushing attempts and 114 yards. So, uh, if you're... Playing along with the math at home, that's a nice 69 total touches there for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Brewer, the quarterback for Baylor, had a decent day, 18 for 29, 194, two touchdowns and one pick. Unfortunately, the pick did come with 30 seconds left when they were trying to uh, drive down the field and tie the ball game. It was just, honestly, the whole game was a tale of two halves. Yeah. It was like Baylor was the energy, especially because, okay, so before the game, Pat McAfee, huge Baylor fan this season. For the brand. For the brand, absolutely. Pat McAfee goes on college game day, and he's on top of a boat, and he goes, he he, he says some crazy stuff, and then jumps into the to the to the the yeah. lake or river belly or whatever flopped. it is. Yeah, yeah, belly flopped, and it was fantastic. And I was all like, you know what? And my friend was like, after that, saying that all the Baylor hype because they were undefeated and they mm. deserved to be top four. But, uh, Pat McAfee had said, I was like, there were there were plus tw- was it two hundred thirty five mm. two three four, and I'm all like. Mm-mm-mm. You said plus two thirty five, and then said plus two three four. Plus two three four, baby. Is it two thirty five or two thirty four? Two. I don't know. It was like something up there. <laughs> it was over two hundred. I know that for a fact. It was it something. It is over two hundred. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's, what does the scouter say? <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of references for right, today. A little bit, of, a little bit for everyone. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where you come, whatever planet. Mm. Either way. All right. Um. So yeah. So I thought great bet, and so I put money on Baylor. And that didn't come out well. And it sucks because, like I said, it was a tale of two halves. You had Baylor come out and get, like, an interception for a touchdown. Uh, Jalen Hurts had fumbled the ball. Mm. Uh, The offense had scored on the first possession of the game. It was like, this is Baylor's game. They're about to show out in front of everybody. Yeah. And then second half comes out. What? Right. It just – they didn't – the offense actually couldn't do anything. Right. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. Nope. It's so weird, too, because it's not – I mean, obviously, Oklahoma – Big 12, not known for their defense. And they came out and played. Yeah. Yeah. Only allowing three points in the entire second half. I mean, got to give credit to Lincoln Riley down there. Uh, Genius. Uh, Great game. Offensive genius. Shout out Oklahoma. Like, on top of the big comeback, they also just beat the number 13 team in the country. Absolutely. Who was undefeated before this, so that's pretty cool. All right, next you want to talk about some... Central Michigan University Chippewas. They uh, another comeback win. They came back against Ball State. Final score 45-44. So uh, great game for CMU. Great game for Jonathan Ward. He had four touchdowns. Great game for uh, Jim McElwain and the entire team really to show like the the resiliency that this team has. Yeah, it was it was pretty insane that game. I can't lie. Like there was just so much happening. Uh, Jonathan Ward has. Through, I've watched him from like the day one he got his snap 
and it's really cool to see his progression throughout his career. It's really sad to see him go through so many injuries and try yeah. to play through them. Yeah. But to come out and have four touchdowns against Ball State when they needed him, like, because the passing game was like, it was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, right. But Jonathan Ward in the red zone, bang, 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 four touchdowns. Tommy Larzo with a touchdown to, to, to put him over the hump. And then the defense to stay solid mm. and uh, stop the Ball State offense, who when I told you that whatever the score was to put the over, yeah. I was right. Late date, it was a 90-point you know, point game, right. basically. So you, you got you to gotta give credit to the CMU Chippewa staffing for this. Just whether whatever happens with the next week of football, a lot of people had us ranked last yeah. in our uh, conferences here. And that's uh, it's pretty great to see you know a one and eleven team go to this this team that you know what I don't know what are we like seven and something yeah I'm checking right now keep yeah. keep uh, keep talking right right so yeah, yeah I was just, I was gonna say like so to see the progression from that in one year with a different coach like that right. these aren't even his guys right you know I mean the recruits that are coming out that are coming in and the players that uh, the player mindset that Coach Mack is bringing yeah. I'm just. Really excited for the future because of that. Seven and four. Seven and four. We're tied with the uh, Broncos uh, for the lead of the West right now, mm-hmm. um, and we need them to. That's why we got to be huge fans of NIU this week. Uh, if if wet the Western Broncos, which <laughs> if if they uh, you know drop this game and we can beat Toledo, yeah, we've done it. Right, which is unreal. Like you mentioned, like the the difference from last year to this year. Eternal. Just like like. Most of the players are the same, if you think about it. Actually, we lost a couple of players. Like our right, big, like right. Mike that's true. Dana was like going to be a huge part of our team because he had a great like first season as a pass rusher for us. And so he, I, I'm pretty sure they they just they converted some like linebacker to D end who plays for them now mm. at D end, and he's solid. Yeah. Um. So to see that kind of like uh, commitment and just uh, adversity that they can go through and, and still win the game. It's just it's really impressive. Right. And especially cuz they lost um Ward the linebacker a couple weeks ago after he can't play football anymore. That mm. makes me really sad. But yeah. uh, to a spine injury or neck injury. And uh just everything that this, this team has gone through and to see what coach Mack can do through all this stuff. Like I said, I I'm I'm team Mack all the way like going to the offseason this this last year. I was like real like I don't know about this guy too much, but we'll see what happens and I heard a lot of talk from I had close uh, friends and sources to the team, and they had sources. S- yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at this guy. Sources, right? And it said that like Coach Mack every would would just dog them and just yell one and eleven mm. at them all the time. Mm. Just, they they would work out day and night, and they had said we're gonna day build a champion. Night. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I can't stop myself. I just kind of like go with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. So, uh, interestingly, as well, the Western NIU game is next Tuesday, the twenty sixth at seven p.m. Get a little action in, so we Maction. will know by the time that Central plays, which is Friday the 29th at how 12, big that game is. We will know how important that is and what the outcome needs to be. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, win anyway, right, right? Absolutely. But like, you could be playing for. A MAC championship appearance potentially. Yeah, I'll definitely be at that game. It's next Friday. Um, it's right after Thanksgiving, unfortunately, on Black Friday. Um, but if you can make it, come out, Chippewa football. So a huge game for the Chips, and now we're moving into uh, a little bit of a sadder, sadder game. Uh, number five Alabama beat Mississippi State thirty-eight to seven. The only thing that matters in this game, Tua Tungavailoa leaves with an injury. Yeah. I, I didn't even write the, I didn't even care about the score, don't care about the stats. Yep. All that matters is that Tua's down. Yeah. 
and that out sucks. for the year. Uh, he's having hip surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he looked like he was in pain. I yeah, think had, I think he had nose surgery as well. He he's had a lot of injuries while he's been at Alabama. He's been beaten up pretty well. But this, guy. this is guy. certainly the biggest uh, the biggest injury he's had there. Right. So it was a dislocated hip that will require surgery. Um, he's going to miss the rest of the year. Any postseason that Alabama has, he'll miss mm-hmm. that. Uh, it looks like he'll start working out again in the spring. Um, but you wrote down here: Is his draft stock hurt after this? Because obviously, Tua was a top, you know, two to three quarterback, depending on how you look at it. I mean, uh, earlier the in the year, draft. everyone was saying uh, tank for Tua. Yeah, and like he was supposed to be the number one guy to go. And you even really heard that joke anymore: tank for Tua. Yeah, for a while. Right. Uh, clearly, Tua uh, is phenomenal, as phenomenal of, of a player that he is. Uh, injuries really make a guy look like you got to stay away. Mm. You know what I mean? And, you know, I was thinking to myself while watching this game, I they were the injury happened in like the third quarter, I want to say. I think so, yeah. And they were already winning, and they're facing, you know, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and Mississippi State scored a whole seven points that game. Why risk a player who just came off of an injury? Right. You right. know what I mean? Especially you're against Saban, that team, yeah. Yeah, you're Nick Saban. You just got to a back last week and lost a close game. It's right. not like they were, you know, inches away, uh, or they were inches away from winning. Yes. Yeah. And so to have Tua in a game that is almost meaningless after, well, it just not like it doesn't matter. Every win matters, but to have uh, Tua in a game that they didn't need him in the game to be in, right, is just I don't know. It's it, certainly it's certainly gonna hurt his draft stock too. Um, I. Personally, still think he's a first-round quarterback, probably still a top 15 quarterback for me. Um, but the top five lock that he was at previous mm-hmm. is now not necessarily there. He just lost millions of dollars. It, certainly, and, and it's unfortunate. And now, realistically, the question that will come into play here is, does he go back to Alabama for his senior season, I believe? And I don't know if that happens, but it's become a question now uh, with this injury. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine about it. Like, what does Tua like gamble on himself? Go back for his senior season, tries to play, you know, all the games, win a national championship, you know, try to be a candidate for the Heisman, or does he just say, "I've done enough"? Do I go into the NFL and try to make real money? Right. And I think if you're Tua, you go now. Um, clearly. You are sustainable to injuries now, and, I mean, what, like, I don't know. I just feel like you might as well do it now and just get wherever you go, you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Plus, I feel like the 2021 NFL draft class is going to have more quarterbacks in it that threaten Tua's top potential spots. Mm -hmm. So I, I certainly think that, you know, if he comes out this year, he's more likely to be at worst, the third quarterback drafted, probably more likely the second, Will even Tua with this injury. Will be the first starting quarterback to be left-handed and stay like that quarterback? Will we actually see a left-handed quarterback, I guess, for a while? Well, he's not the first. No, 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 but like the, the first, first in a while. Long time. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I think yeah. the last one I could think of was like Mike Vick. Tebow was lefty, but he wasn't a quarterback, so. That's about the same time period, though. That's what I'm saying. Mike, what? Mike Vick played. Yeah, I guess the Eagles, Mike Vick. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Eagles, yeah. Mike Vick, and then he was in the Steelers. He, as a backup, I guess. He started yeah. some games. He was more of a quarterback than Tebow was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tebow was a tight end. Okay, whatever. 
That's fine. Uh, T-Bow's a tight end. Moving on. Not a baseball player either. Uh, LSU, <laughs> number one, took down Ole Miss, 58-37. to You have an opinion about Joe Burrow and the Heisman. He had 32 for 42, 489 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. I think he sealed it. Really? I think I think he's got like a place at his home where he's just like he's it's already there in mm. his mind like he's he's like put like a paper mache yeah of the Heisman like in, in paper mache it's just sitting there like and it says like Joe Burrow and uh. like the year you know and he's just all like well I'm just ready to put the real thing up there because I've already sealed it there's huh. no in my mind like who can like if you can really tell me somebody who is close to like do you have anybody you the only play? other one that I have is Jalen Hurts but is he ten and zero. No, but I mean, you know, it's a team game too. At the same point, is he ten and zero though? Okay, uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts plays defense, uh, and neither does anyone else in Oklahoma. Listen, Tom Brady plays defense at quarterback. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, um, no. All right, uh, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I just feel like Joe. He's just running away with it. They're I, the I certainly, team. I certainly the think team. they're all over. They're everywhere. I certainly think that he's number one. I don't think it's closed yet. I think it's closed. Really? I really feel that way. I wow. think these next two weeks are not going to change much. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, Vegas agrees with you. I'll throw this out there. LSU quarterback Joe Burrow is minus 800 to win the Heisman. Ah, it's, that's bad. For, don't bet that. You Ohio State quarterback win, Justin much. Fields is plus 700. Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts is plus 1,600. And then the other two are plus ten thousand. So I don't even think about Justin Fields when they think of like a Heisman candidate. Really, he's been very quiet because they've played such bad teams. <laughs> and and I was having a debate about that earlier. I was literally saying why I like. Well, we're we're gonna. We're, I guess this is gonna kind of take us into. Well, before okay, I'll go there in a second. Okay. More importantly, so I said Joe Burrow sealed the Heisman for me. Yep. And then I wrote LSU offensive coordinator Steve. Go for it. Ems Ems Minger. Ensminger. Ensminger? Ens. Ens. Oh. Ensminger. Ensminger. Yeah, that's an N. Eh. Ensminger. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> All right, either way. Should be uh, looked at as a head coach. No. Really? Yep. Why? Because uh, he's not the reason that the offense is succeeding. That would be uh, passing game coordinator Joe Brady. Ensminger has been there since, like, 2016. And mm. a little bit of last year and a little bit of this year – is the first time that the offense has really had success. I think success. when I was like Googling that, I was going for whoever. Does he call the plays? Who? Ensminger? Yeah. I think it's a dual effort mm. between him and. All right. So I guess Joe. I didn't uh, look up enough. I was really but, going for the person who called the plays. Yeah. I feel like they're doing a great job. Right. Their the, offense is just. Whoever whoever it is that's the main guy there is doing a great job. Yeah, I just don't know job. if there is a main Maybe guy. Maybe they should be a head coach. All I know is someone needs a salary bump because, yeah. God, Lee. Yeah. This I year, think I LSU's think, offense is ridiculous. I wrote about it uh, in my blog, Jim Ball blog. Follow me on Twitter at Jim Ball blog. Um, Joe Jim Brady, Ball. Uh, I think he's the passing game coordinator slash receivers coach for LSU, and I think he's the guy that is going to take this meteoric rise. Um, mostly, and it's no fault to of Steve's, but there's about a 31 year age difference between the two. I think Steve is Ensminger's 61, and Joe Brady's. 30 hilarious so i think that joe brady uh he's only worked with lsu for this year before that he was with the saints as like a um kind of an intern almost just an assistant and with william mary william and mary before that but i he was the one who joined this year and the offense just exploded when he was there 
Right. Plus Joe Burrow, I mean, also exploded. I but. mean, it makes it easier when you have a quarterback who's, you know, I don't know, efficient. Right. I mean, and I mean, Joe Burrow was there last year, but just this rise that he's been on this whole entire year has been I think you saw unreal. glimpses of Joe Burrow last year, but it took a year, another year under the offense. For sure. Yeah. I, realistically, whoever deserves credit should get the credit, whether it's Joe Brady or Steve Ensminger. Like, yeah. that offense is insane. Right. Hey. Hey, say it with me. Go Tiger. Go Go, go Tiger. tiger. Go Tiger. Go Tiger, go. Okay. Right. Uh, As always. Before we get to this, before we get to this, mm. I did want to mention uh, the backup quarterback for Alabama right now is a guy. <laughs> he, it's the most Alabama quarterback you've ever heard, okay? All right. Good old Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. That guy slays. Mac Jones. Three-star uh, dual threat or pro-style quarterback out of Jacksonville, Florida. He's a redshirt sophomore. When I tell you, Mac Jones. He looks exactly like you'd expect him to. I. Mac Jones. I may have to change my college football (laughs) AP rankings (laughs) because I did not know who would take over for Tua. Now looking at knowing his name and knowing the kind of girth. Mac Jones. That will be coming to that. 62-205. That guy. Mac Jones. All right. But uh, I also wanted to mention the guy behind Mac Jones. Yep. Which is more interesting to me personally. No offense, Mac Jones, um, is actually Tua's younger brother. <laughs> oh, so he's he is on the roster. Yeah, he's redshirted, but he could play. I mean, they just have to take away his redshirt. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think so either. It'd be but... like you don't want to risk like taking away his eligibility. Yeah, you never know. Can I see him? Does he look like him? He looks just like Tua. Four star pro style. Dude, it's his name is. Is he taller? Talia. He might be is he Talia, five eleven, two fourteen. Uh let's see. Tua Tangvaloa. Uh Tua is six one. So oh, they're about shorter. the same. Yeah. It's like Kyle, Kyle Murray's height. That's uh his hometown is listed as Alabama, but that's because the family moved there when Tua enrolled at Alabama. Oh, that's cool. Um but he's a four star dual threat or uh pro style, excuse me. He was the fifth ranked pro style quarterback in his draft class or his uh recruiting class. Right. So you know, just something to something to watch out wow, for. Wow, imagine just something to watch just, out for. Just hitting a gold mine in quarterbacks. Like. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, Jalen Hurts uh, played the championship game, and then all of a sudden, here's Tua. I don't, I don't see that coming. I don't, I don't either. I don't think it's realistic, but yeah. you never know. Do you have to like do that before the game? Do you have to be like, hey, he's eligible? Like, how do you, how does that work? No, uh, well, I guess I don't know. It, my understanding is, um. When you are a red shirt, you have a certain amount of snaps that you can play. Uh, mm. And then once you go over that, then you're not a red shirt anymore. It's a gray shirt. A gray shirt? Yeah. Uh, that's the CFL championship. No, no, no. That's the gray cup. <laughs> that's a joke. Oh, okay. Shout I out just, Mark Dressman. Right. Oh, yeah. Big Mark up there. <laughs> um, oh, my god. But, uh, no, I had heard of gray shirt. I just never. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. I thought that was a joke. Is that a, no, I'm I'm dead serious. Is that not a thing? That's, I don't know. That's a thing. Gray shirt college football. Let's see. What are the difference between red shirting and gray shirting? Hmm. There are a lot of shirts in college football. Here's what they mean. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, there's also blue shirting and green shirting. What is happening? We're just okay. Shirts. Okay. Red shirt on scholarship. Yes. Can play. No. Can practice. Yes. Gray shirt on scholarship, no. Can play, no. Can practice, no. So, are they just on the team at that point? Barely, like yeah. They must be like an intern. 
Athlete uh. waits an extra semester to become a full-time student and part of the team. Ah. Blue shirt. On scholarship, yes. Can play, no. Can practice, yes. Okay. Green shirt. On scholarship, yes. Can play, yes. Can practice, yes. So a green shirt is just a regular player. Right. They're just on the bench. No, they, no, it's anybody. Oh. Like, two is a green shirt because he's just on the team. Oh, so green shirts, like, they're good to go. Yeah, just okay. anybody. Interesting. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Who knew? That's cool. The more you know. Who knew? I think I just like to throw questions at you, and then you start looking up stuff like the LSU. Yeah, I get so confused. And you're all like, yeah. you're like what is What is happening to me? My uh. brain is melting. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's do the college football playoff top six. The rankings will be released tonight, Tuesday. Oh, Mac Jones, just know. I'm uh, thinking of you. Oh, yeah, Mac Jones. That's the guy that coached over there, Mac Jones. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, number six, we both have Oklahoma. Oklahoma. West Virginia. No. All, All right. right. Uh, number five, I have Georgia. You have Oregon. Oregon. So you just have them moving up. Yeah. I just feel like I don't want to discredit Justin Hibbert. Herbert. Herbert. Hibbert. Hibbert. I don't know what his name Roy is. Roy Hibbert. He, remember that, that guy? Yeah. Roy Hibbert. Yeah. The basketball player for the Pacers. I do remember that. He was... Uh, he had a badonka donk. They had like... Uh, there was... What was it? Like... Verticality. Verticality. That was like their joke. <laughs> is they're so tall. They had like verticality. Whatever. <laughs> verticality. I can't say the word. Okay. Verticality. Uh... Yeah, so Oregon, you have at five. Yep. I have Georgia at five. Okay. I have Alabama at four. You have Georgia at four. Georgia is at four. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Why do you think – I'll just go with Oregon and Oklahoma. Why do you think they're better than Alabama? Is it just because of Tua? Yeah, without Tua, I think there's no point. McDonald. I don't mm-hmm. think their team could win. McDonald. I mean, uh, listen. They won. They won with AJ McCarron. So they, yeah, but that that team was ridiculous. They had like Derrick Henry and like yeah. they had their running backs are way better. Than the the problem is we don't know. It's like a chicken and the egg thing with this Alabama team because we don't know if Tua is so good that everyone else looks really good, mm-hmm. or everyone else is so good they make Tua look good. Don't get me wrong. They still have players. I just feel like. I wanted I wanted to change up my I feel sure. like everyone always goes Alabama like there has to be a lock in right forget that well that's because they're one of the best six teams of the country yeah well I have them at seven so Mac Jones last week in uh, relief of Tua seven seven for eleven and ninety four yards yeah buddy went seven for eleven seven right. eleven bro yeah getting that sponsorship nice good job give me Mac Jones starting young can we say that's fine I don't care all right um. So you have Georgia at four, and then we have the same top three: Clemson at three, mm-hmm. Ohio State at two, LSU at one. No change, no change there. Yeah, it's pretty uh, solidified for those three, unless yeah. like one of those just get a major upset. Right, which is not impossible. I so okay. I was talking like I was I was trying to talk about earlier about Ohio State. Yeah, and you had stated it: the fact that they have not really played anybody. Right, and I agree. Right, with that one hundred percent. And it gets me really frustrated to think that, like, people have the audacity to look at me and be like, Ohio State should be one. No. And LSU should not be. That's wrong. And it does not make any sense to me. Nope. None at all. None. I don't know if they're, like, blinded Ohio State fans who are saying it. Could be. Yeah, maybe. And, like, because I'm not even a fan of any of these teams. Like, like, I like watching LSU win because, like, it's fun. Go Tigers. Yeah, like, I love Coach O and stuff. Yeah. And I have, like, no reason to hate Ohio State. I just feel like... Ohio State fans think that they're, like, top-tier stuff. Right. When the Big Ten as a whole has been really lackluster this year. Right. And on to counter it, you know, LSU, like we've stated before, has played multiple teams yeah. that have been top teams at the time. 
And to discredit that is crazy to me. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm looking through their schedules right now. Uh, Ohio State, the teams that they've played that were ranked at the time, Cincinnati, 17. Oh, no. This is currently this where is they're currently, ranked. Yeah. yeah. So Cincinnati's 17. They beat them by 42 points. Wisconsin is currently 14. They beat them by 31 points. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's, no. Those are the I only two up, ranked teams. I looked teams. it up earlier, and I literally thought to myself, all right, when you think of Cincinnati, I think of their basketball team before their football team. Sorry. Yeah. And then when I think of Wisconsin, I think about when they faced Wisconsin. If they had faced Wisconsin when they were, you know, when they had not lost the game. Right. I, like, I think Wisconsin would have put up a little bit more of a fight. I think they really got, when they lost to, you know, Illinois, they really just, like, took, like, that yeah. kind of took their momentum away from them for sure, one. Two, it makes me sad because we we're, we have, you know, we haven't talked about in a long time, Jonathan Taylor. Mm. And oh, he's so good. He's so good, right? But what happened to him? And what's going to happen to any running back you draft out of Wisconsin is their mileage on their legs. This guy, I was I was thinking to myself, I remember when we were when Central Michigan was facing Wisconsin and we got destroyed, yeah. absolutely murdered. And that's fine, you know, whatever. Go next. <laughs> but more importantly, Jonathan Taylor had like three touchdowns against us. Right after they had like two scores on us, why not just sit your guy? Yeah. What is what is this idea that your running back needs two thousand yards in a college season? Right. Because you don't realize you're gonna have to face teams later in the year, and they're gonna stop being hot after the first five weeks like that. And that I think that's really frustrating because that's the only game that I think should have been closer. And because Jonathan Taylor what is is a fragment of himself because of his mileage, and their quarterback for Wisconsin is not very good. He's a freshman. He's eh, he's okay. Uh, yeah, best. But <laughs> th- that's their only competition. And yeah. Ohio State fans can look at me in the face and be all like, but we blow everybody out. You blow out Rutgers. You blow out whatever. Right. It just does not impress me. The biggest game they have this season will be maybe the next upcoming two weeks. This w- I think it's this one. This week. So yeah. uh, let's go through the schedule. Well, real quick. I did want to mention Jonathan Taylor on the year. There's only two games he hasn't had more than 100 rushing yards. It was against Michigan State and against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He has 1,400 yards rushing yards on the season, 17 rushing touchdowns, mm-hmm. uh, 162 receptions, uh, receiving yards, excuse me, and four receiving touchdowns. So I love Jonathan Taylor. That's a lot of touches. That it's is too much. Uh, it's, 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 it's too, too much. much. 233 add- rushing attempts this year alone. What if you go to last year? It, it's he's that means he doubled it. Let's go uh, career uh, at Wisconsin three years, eight hundred and thirty nine rushing attempts and thirty six rece- receptions. It's, so nearly a thousand touches yeah. for Jonathan Taylor in, in three a years. Three year span. Yeah, like it's if, a lot. If you're too much. If you're if you're trying to commit to a school and you're like, I want to show that I can run the ball, you go to Wisconsin. Yeah. Because they'll make sure you run the ball. Right. But at what cost? Right. <laughs> at what cost? Right. Okay. Let's run through the schedule real quick for the top three teams. Uh, LSU, number one right now. Uh, they have Arkansas this week unranked. Mm-hmm. And let's see what Arkansas's record is. Two and eight. So that's a that's, that's, a, a, that's a dub. That's a dub. And go then, for the spread on that one, boys. The week after that, they play number 24, Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M is currently, I don't know. I don't think they're ranked. I don't. They're they're currently ranked twenty four. Uh, oh, they're really? seven and three overall. Okay. So LSU has one more ranked opponent currently. I mean, if Texas A&M loses, they won't be ranked. But right. currently, they have one more ranked opponent. Ohio State at number two this week. They have Penn State, who is ranked number nine. Uh, that'll be a big game. Penn State is nine and one. Is at the same at, time, is it at Penn State, it's at Ohio State. See, and then and then that. Yeah. Why is it? Oh, 
I'm telling you the scheduling people who do this, I know it's like four years in advance, right? But it's so frustrating. And that that feels like it could be a Wisconsin Ohio State type of game where, you know, Penn State is ranked really high, but mm-hmm. Ohio State just blows them out. Like yeah. I, I I wouldn't be that surprised. It's just it's a hard place to play, and I would have loved the game a lot more if it was at Penn State because Penn State. Playing at that field? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And then to end out the season, Ohio State travels to Ann Arbor to face, face Michigan. Michigan is currently ranked 12th. Uh, they're 8-2 and two overall. So that'll be a big game too. But I, mean, if I, I don't I just, think Michigan is good. So. I don't think Michigan's good either. I yeah. think they're a big-name school. Right. They have a big-name coach, and they get big-time recruits, and that's it. Yeah. Shout out, Quinn. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not even trying to like, <laughs> and I, and this is not me trying to be like, oh, I'm against Michigan. Like, I'm not a Michigan State fan. I just genuinely feel brag like about it. Michigan, like, <laughs> brag, brag about it. Why don't you? <laughs> I just genuinely feel like you. Michigan fans always feel like they have room to talk, and and it's it's crazy because like yeah. there are kids on this campus who don't even go to Michigan and yeah. who will who will die by them. Right. And I never got that either coming to this college. Like I I was never really a college guy before this. And it's just it, it like confuses me, mm. like your love for this school, which you didn't even get accepted to, probably. <laughs> like, come on, dude, come uh, on, come on, kids. So o- Ohio State does have the more difficult uh, remainder of the schedule, but I still think when you put it up against LSU, I still think LSU's resume LSU's, is more impressive. Assuming LSU's both teams went out, ha- like if you're looking at all the top six teams that we had mentioned, still the hardest. Yeah, I agree. By far. I agree. Be- so, because they've played, on top of playing Alabama, they also played Florida early on in the year. Florida's ranked 10th. right now. Right. They played Texas when Texas was ranked. And they played was, Auburn. And and, and I, I just want to talk about this because right now people will be all like, but Texas isn't ranked right now. Right. And I go, all right, but tex- this is when Texas was – if you looked at that, like when they – that game, Texas thought this was the year for them. Yeah. You know, they had so much hype going into this year. And so that energy, because they were perfect in the year, and right. it was six versus nine. Right. Like nice. This was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even really think about that. That's really funny. But like, mm. just like if you watch, if you if you even watch the highlight of that game, the the crowd that like LSU had to go into yeah. that game and to come out with a dub like that. Witta. Witta. You know what I mean? And then they faced Auburn, of course, right. and won. Uh, there's just a lot of quality wins. And then there's Clemson. Who, who this week has a bye. Okay. Uh, and then they finish their season at the South Carolina Gamecocks. South Carolina, I nice. know you're wondering, on the year, uh, four and seven overall. But who do they have that win against, though? One of their wins. Let's see. South Carolina. Because there's uh, one there that's huge. Uh, Georgia. There it is. That's the yeah, only one. I would get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they beat Georgia by yep. three in overtime. Yep. Last week, Crazy South game. Carolina lost thirty to six against Texas A and M. Yum yum yum. The week before, twenty to fifteen against Appalachian State. Uh, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Florida. They lost big to Alabama. They lost to North Carolina. You get it. Yep. South Carolina, not any good. Beat Georgia though. Interesting. Beat your number four ranked team. Hmm. Couldn't be me. It was literally. Imagine doubting Nick it, Saban. Sometimes there's upsets. And it happens. Imagine like, that happens, right? But and literally, they would have they they would they would have continued to play that game had just Blankenship hit the field goal. Rodrigo and he missed. Hey, but here's the thing: uh, two SEC teams with one loss, Alabama and Georgia. Alabama lost to LSU. Georgia lost to South Carolina. 
I want to see something different. I, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yep. So that's All my reasoning. Right. Let's move on to the NFL. I'm done with college football. I'm a Michigan State fan, and I'm sad. He says, I, oh, well, you're not going to want to talk about the NFL then. <sighs> Jeez. Hey, Jimmy, get down. <laughs> that was stupid. That was the dumbest thing. That. that was the dumbest thing we've ever done. I love that. All right. Hey, what am I watching out for? Miles Garrett. Watch dun, out dun, because dun. that guy hits people with their helmets, apparently. That was wild. My, What a game that was. Like, the game was awful by itself. Yeah. Because it was, like, a Thursday night game, and, like, it's, like, the Browns versus Steelers, and you have, like, Baker Mayfield, uh, interception prone, and Mason Rudolph, who is competent at quarterback? No. Uh, probably not. No. Um, And then it kind of comes down to the last couple minutes, and there's this crazy play yeah. where you have a little scuffle, and then Miles Garrett grabs Mason Rudolph's helmet off and then continues to try to whip Mason Rudolph with his own helmet, and now Mason Rudolph, by the way, not the same man. No, he's uh, he's one fourth missing. I just want to point out, this is the same Mason Rudolph that got knocked out earlier in the season. Yep, like this guy's like brain, actually no, he's his brain mush shoots melt ouch oof like all the noises. Uh, I meant to look up Mason Rudolph and I started typing melt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> melt no melt. It, it's just it it's like it's wow. a tough one. That, that's a bad look for Miles Garrett. Absolutely. I, and it's crazy because, okay, when I think of Miles Garrett going into the – when he got drafted and, like, knowing his personality and what I've, what I've seen, quiet guy, yeah, reads poems, yeah, likes classical music. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they play classical music in the Browns facility for yeah. him to dance to. Yeah. And everyone's like, what is this? Like, why is the hype? And then right. Miles Garrett just danced to himself. Really? You know what I mean? He's a freak as an athlete. Right. But to him, for him to do this – I think this further prove, proves why Freddie Kitchens needs to get out yeah. of town. Totally agree. He has all these personalities, and he can't even handle the ones that are supposed to be tame. Yeah. Factual. Yeah. Uh, let's go through the all of the uh, suspensions that came down from the fight real quick. Uh, Miles Garrett was suspended indefinitely for at least the remainder of the season. Absolutely. Marquise Pouncey, Steelers center, uh, suspended for three games for his role. Cleveland defensive lineman Larry Ogunjobi received a one-game suspension. Both teams received $250,000 fines, and as of right now, there is no suspension for Mason Rudolph. No suspension say, or fine. I just want to say that I th- a couple a couple thoughts. Larry Ogunjobi? Ogun. Ogunjobi. Yep. Is a punk. Mm. And I'm going to say that just full-heartedly. I don't care because if you watch the video, like, in that moment, he went to go, like, when all that stuff was hap- happening, what does he go do? He go hits Mason Rudolph again. Yeah. Rather than go take off the guys beating up Miles Garrett right. at that point. Right. You know what I mean? That, what is your, re- this guy got hit with a helmet, is on yeah. the ground, and is a quarterback. Yeah. And you're just going to, there There was no, re- so that guy's a punk. One. Two, I think about it at, like, it, Mike, just, was it Mike Pouncey? Yeah. Okay. Big fan. Or Marquise, I think. Marquise Pouncey. Yeah. Sorry, Mike Pouncey. Who's that? His brother. Mar- is that really? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I said that. Okay, whatever. Either way, Marquise Pouncey, I am a fan. Because mm. there's been several times where I've watched Steelers games, and I have to watch them every week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, where where something will happen to the quarterback, and he's always the first one to just start mean mugging. You know yeah. what I mean? He's the kind of – like, he's what Kyle Long used to be. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, all right, why did I do that? <laughs> I. I. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, but – um. So, literally, he'll just get in your face. You touch his quarterback, that's his guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love that. I love that because you have this this 
beast of a man just right. hit your quarterback, and what do you go do? You go curb stomp him on the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. You go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Marquise. I, and yeah. uh, so for him to get his suspensions, fine, because he was throwing punches. But, you know, he did it. If you're a, the league around him, you respect that guy. That's a respectable moment. Mm. Then you go to Mason Rudolph in the press conference afterward. Oof. Yeah. I did not like it. Yep. You had, like, it's like when, okay, so – it's like when everyone's on your side, and then you say the wrong thing, and I'm like, I like still think he did something terrible, but I still don't like you. Right. And yeah, right. That's how I felt completely during that because he was just saying things like he was calling him a bully. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stand up to that. And I'm like, what are you a five bush year? league? Maybe, you yeah. know what? Yeah. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna pretend like his brain was still rattled from getting yeah. hit with his helmet. Could be. And yeah, 100. percent So I'm gonna, and also like, just the, I'm not gonna lie. It, you know, when I say things are a double because they're good at football and they're handsome, mm. this is a double negative because yeah. I don't think he's very good at football and I don't think he's very handsome. Yep. I said it. Yep. There it is. Okay. Let's move on. Um, this actually came in while we were uh, writing the rundown, and I believe I sent this to you. Uh, you did. That's why I added it. There it is. Uh, good old fire up chips alum Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. Thanks for those. Uh, thanks for those benches. Yeah, fire up. right. Business uh, is booming. Went back to Twitter today. Hasn't really gotten off Twitter, but today said, "quote." Uh, I apologize for the bad grammar. He didn't say that. I said that. Here's here we go. Mr. Kraft, I apologize sincerely to you and your organization. All I wanted to be was an asset to the organization. Semicolon. Sorry for the bad media and the drama. Thank you sincerely, AB. So uh, and then a picture of him and oh and Tom Brady a, yeah hugging. Tom Brady is both Patriots hugging after t- their touchdown. I know personally uh, as a as a big fan of grammar, uh, this tweet makes my eyeballs hurt. Yeah, but it's Twitter, so I'm not mad about it. I hate it. Uh, That's fine. Whatever. Um, so what do you th- what do you think this means? I think this I I think it's okay. So I think it's similar to. I'm going to bring up another, like, famous celebrity who I think is going through it. Mm-hmm. My boy, Kanye West. And in the sense that, and, <laughs> y'all, boy, I didn't know I was going to open up this can of worms. But I think it's similar to that in the sense that, like, I think Antonio Brown's a little bipolar. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think a little bit hit, like a little bit of his personality, like, woke up a little bit. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey, you realize what you did last week? Mm-hmm. You realize you're not, pl- like, he actually had that moment, like, where you, let's say you break up with a girl, right? And, like, at first you're like, I did it. I got rid of her. I'm happy now. Then a month later and you realize, like, she's, like, living her life and you're and you're still single. And you're like, oh, like, maybe I didn't mean to do that. Mm. It's like, you're like that's, where I'm, that's where I'm feeling right now. Yeah. That's, where, that's where AB's at. He's at, like, the honeymoon phase of him being feeling like he's, like, top, top guy, top dog, is all there. And now it's just oof. The problem really is... I think he burned all the bridges. He, he like, def- I don't think exactly. this tweet matters. No, it doesn't. He, bur- uh, he definitely burned yeah. all the bridges. Yeah, you can't just cut. You he called didn't he call him like a like a pedophile? Not pedophile I, uh, yeah, or like he said he mentioned the whole uh, sexual scandal that yeah. happened. Yes. Yeah, all that stuff. Right, and that's just too much. Yeah. You can't just say that and be all like, "Oh, we're friends now, right?" Yeah, <sighs> apology over Twitter. Yeah. is nothing. Not a good look. Nope. Uh, but you know, Antonio Brown not known for his good looks, so. Hmm. Here we are. All right, whatever. Moving Business on. is not booming. Not booming. All right, we're moving on to big man of the week. We had a little bit of a contention here because we we need to qualify apparently what a big man is. Yeah, because like, all right, so I was initially I was gonna say my big man of the week is Miles Garrett just because of that scandal he did and it's like hilarious and it's all over the internet now. Mm. But apparently, Miles Garrett at not six big four, two hundred and seventy one pounds is not big enough of a man. No. 
Well, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy wants them them rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Boys. I want I want some thick boys in here. Miles Garrett. He, no, Jimmy. Not. Jimmy wants those boys. If he wore one of them jerseys, it'd be like I'm right at home. Yeah, if you can look down and see your feet, you're not a big man of the week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. All right, okay. so not Miles Garrett, uh, but okay. who is your big man of the week? So after just who this guy, by the way, big man. Oh, love it. I okay. So I had to think a little bit, and Jimmy said, "You know, linemen count too," and I'm all like, instantly thought of the greatest celebration. Mm. To get to ever get like taken back ever in yeah. NFL history is my boy from the Indianapolis Colts, Quentin Nelson, and his keg stand. Love it. That guy, big man of the week, mm. should be big man of the month after that. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I didn't think of that one immediately. You did. Yeah. Love it. It's great. Love and it, it makes me so sad because it really, like, it actually got negated the touchdown. Yeah. And I watched the play several times and was I, I kept telling myself, it's a touchdown, mm. but like I can see why they said it wasn't a touchdown. Right. right. <laughs> and if you and if you know what, big man, I love you, but if you would have just jumped over the pile or something, the yeah, Lakers, it would have he would have had it. I love Quentin Nelson. What a play call! I by the way. love him. Just putting the this is what Matt. This is what the Bears offense used to be like. You yep. know, used to be kind of fun. Yep. But we'll get there. But wow, that is my big man. We over. don't have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Quentin Nelson, six five. 331. Love seeing that three I tell in the you, first column. If you've never met Jimmy Young, if you look at Jimmy Young, he's the spitting image of yeah, Quentin Nelson. We do look pretty similar. Quentin Nelson's younger brother, who just isn't as athletic or. Or like angry. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is just like full of hugs. Yeah. Not, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't like put on the face paint like yeah, he yeah. does. Like, I just. Yeah. I want to be. Friends. You don't grow that mustache and be like, I'm the cowboy. He also this. does like have bigger shoulders than me, I think. I looked up a picture of him. Yeah. Well, that, He's like yoked. You look up like pictures of him. He has so many different looks to him. Yeah, he does. He yeah. also, like, doesn't know how to grow a beard just like me. It's great. Like, he's, like, a little puby beard. When I tell you, if you were to meet, he'd be, like, it'd be, like, Brother Bear. I, I, <laughs> I yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Who, by the way, I love Quentin Nelson so much coming out. Oh. I had him. I, I if he would have fell to us, I had us taking them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I literally was all like, if we could find a guard like that, why not? That's what I'm saying. Like, because like people like go uh, like offensive lineman's not flashy, but like if you could have them, I, take them. I call malarkey on that. That offensive lineman did a keg stand. He did. Any man, I, I guarantee whatever that keg was filled with, it's gone. Oh, immediately. One gulp. Come on. Shh. A, a a sip. What are we talking about? I here? said it. What are we talking? All right. I uh, my big I man of the week. I got uh, Shelby Harris, defensive tackle. Not as fun for the Denver Broncos. Six foot two, two hundred. Did your big man do a pounds? Three sacks, five tackles, one forced fumble. Have a good week for old Shelby. He did have a good week. I don't know. I don't know about you know a man named Shelby, but we can look past it. Yeah, that's fine. Twenty eight. Good job, big man. Good job, big man from Homestead High School. I just looked him up, and that's what it says. Homestead. Shout out. All right. Uh, oh. My God! Now we have to get into these games. I'll just say right off the bat, this might have been the worst week of NFL games this year. I don't have anything to compare it to. Uh, nothing very. Uh, I just, re- I just watching them. I remember when. So I like to watch five games at a time, because with the old Sunday ticket sponsor me. <laughs> um, so either way, so I'm watching all these games, and you know we like to close them out when it feels like feels like games that are like useless to watch mm-hmm. after a while, and switch it to a different game. There was nothing to switch it to. Yeah. At any point, we we were all like, "That's a bad game. That's a bad game. Right. That's a bad game." And it was just really annoying this week. Yeah. Um. There wasn't a lot. I I'd say I don't even know what the best game of the week was to be honest. Maybe, 
maybe the Broncos game because that one came down to the last <sighs> play, guess. and that's kind of weird because like the Broncos versus Vikings, it's right. not a rivalry game. Right. It's not a game that matters to the Broncos. Yeah. Um, and going into the week, I thought the Ravens versus Texans game would be the one. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, that's what that we wanted that flex to Sunday night. Oh. Thank you, gosh, they didn't. No, no, the, do, don't listen to us. No, no, no. Listen, listen. You, yeah, you're right about not flexing that game, but you should have flexed us. Oh, you please, should have get us out of there. When my friends who are at least watching, we could have seen Lamar. Yeah, my friends who were sitting next to me were all like, "This is what Sunday football is," and I literally was like, "I said I wanted to be flexed. Do you think I wanted to be here? No. Because what, what's going to happen that week is we're going to talk about Mitch Trubisky <sighs> and Let's talk about not. how the Bears lost seventeen to seven. And we could only muster up seven points when we had the time of we had double the plays they had. We can talk about this game. Let's not talk about Trubisky at all. People know how we feel about Trubisky. No, but he's like, so bad. He's so bad. You get it. All right, he sucks. But the rest of the team also is not as good as we hoped. <laughs> like the Rams' offense is not good. No, but the defense played pretty well. The Rams' defense? No, no, the offense. I mean, the, the Bears' defense. Right, but they kept them. Yeah. At, at ten yeah. forever, and then okay, so and then <sighs> yeah. our only like the our off season, all we talked about was finding a field goal kicker, and believe me when I said that I loved Eddie Panero because he made me love him. I thought he was Eddie Dinero, bro. Yeah, I call El Conquistador. That's my guy. This and what it. did he do? He's not it. He could have like think about this going into like it would have been what had he hit those two field goals no. Because he missed the first field goal, we went forward on fourth down, and instead of just taking the field goal, so then he missed the next field goal when we had uh, we were on their side of the field. So at the end of half, it could have been nine ten. Yeah, and that would have been a whole different game. Right. And instead, we have this sorry performance of zero to ten, where the Bears are literally have the ball for about a minute and a half left with three timeouts. Yeah, we don't even try. It's it's so sad because you do look at the schedule and the defense is doing their job. Three teams have scored more than 30 points against the Bears. The Raiders scored 24, Saints scored 36, Eagles scored 22. Mm-hmm. In I'm trying to look. Other than the Washington game where we scored 31 points, our other highest is 25 against the Saints. They had given up at halftime. 21 yeah. against the Raiders. Shouldn't have been that close. Three, 14, uh, 16. 16, 14, 27 this week. That's just depressing. No, that's like when your defense holds teams to 20 points or less, mm-hmm. you are supposed to win those games. Mm-hmm. You can trip into a win. Yes. And we cannot trip into a win. Ah! Hmm. Why do we suck? This is our year. This was supposed to be our year. Ugh. This was supposed to be, I don't know. Because throughout that whole game, in my head, it was seven to ten up until like the last, like the last quarter, really. And in my head, I'm like, we just need Eddie Jackson to take one to the house. We just need. Which he hasn't even done that this year. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's his fault. I don't think he's. I like, don't think it's his fault either. I think they're just throwing away from him. Yeah. That's why Haha gets so many. He also had a great fumble in the right. first quarter. That was him. Um, but like, I'm just, I was waiting for a big defensive play to score. And what I think I figured out about our defense is we don't take the ball away. We just were better at just stopping everything, and mm-hmm. then we can give the ball. So last year we scored a lot on defense. This year we don't, and that's the one thing about the defense that's not as good. And that's fine yeah. because you know what? They don't give up a lot of points. Like, right. but they're not motivated. Cleo Mack, not motivated. Yeah, 
he looks like a fragment of himself. Yeah. I don't want to – like, people go, did the Raiders win that trade? Never. I'll never no, say that because no, Cleo yeah. Mack is a Hall of Famer, and I stand by that to the day I die. I mean, at the very least, we got last year, and last year was fun. Last year was so much fun. So I did look it up. Uh, the Bears are second uh, least points allowed. They're they're averaging 17 points per game allowed. I'm assuming Patriots are first. Uh, the 49ers are first. Oh, really? 15. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Patriots are – I have to scroll – uh, not in the top 16. You sure? That doesn't make sense at all. That doesn't make sense at all. It must be because of that one game. Yeah, no, not in the top 16. That one game? Which game? The Ravens game. That was only 30. I, I'm just reading the numbers, bro. That don't make no sense, bro. I, bro. All right, fine, whatever. Oh, wait, I'm in the NFC. <laughs> uh... <laughs> all right, hold on. <laughs> Let's try this again. Uh, So the Bears... Are it's refreshing, it's loading, loading, it's still loading. loading, it's still. Wait, is this like a is this like a cartoon? Where's this from? Like still. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's not loading. Oh, I, I will update you if it loads. All right. Well, tune in next week when. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either way, so like I was saying, all that stuff and more, and it's just really frustrating, and I. I am still on the ba- the wagon, the bandwagon of Mike, Mike, Matt Nagy, excuse me. <laughs> I'm all there. I'm yeah. still there. I will not quit on him yet because I believe that it is not his fault. Yeah. I think Mitchell Trubisky is garbage. I, it hurts to say that because I, all offseason, I was like, this is going to be it. Like, he was, a, I was an alternative pro bowler last year. Ooh. He has an offseason in the same offense. He, because everyone, all you, like it, it kills me because how hype the media of the Bears organization was trying to keep people. They were like, hey, guys, guess what? Same defense. Hey, guys, guess what? Same offensive line. Yeah. Hey, guys, guess what? New star running back. Right. Hey, guys, guess what? Even more wide receivers. We have so many wide receivers, we don't even know who to keep this year. Yeah. And I was like, no way. And then they said Mitch Trubisky, you know, out you know, running routes with these guys all day in the gym, day and night. All, and day it doesn't and matter. Because at the end of the day, you have to perform on Sundays. And what does Mitch Trubisky do? Not perform on Sundays. Or Mondays. Or Mondays, Thursdays, doesn't matter what day of the week. He actually just can't play football unless it's against the Detroit Lions. I don't know why that is either. That's really funny. I have no idea. That's the only team. He scored two times where he scored three touchdowns against one team, and it's Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, Patriots are first in scoring defense. Thank you. They're averaging uh, 10 points per game. Thank you. Niners are second, 15.5. Bills are third at 17. Bears are fourth at 17.4. Still respectable. I mean, when your defense can only allow 17.4 points per game, and some of those are coming off of pick sixes, right? come on, score 20 points. When, when I say all you have to do is throw, you have to, listen, if I said to you, hey, Bears, you score two touchdowns, two field goals, you're chilling. You've won the game. That's it. Yeah. I'm not asking you to be, you know, the, uh, the Saints. I'm not asking you to be the Packers. I don't know what, whatever top offense. Is Which is say. so dumb because before the year we were asking them that, and we didn't think it was unrealistic. But like, if if it comes down, push comes to shove, Chicago football is grimy and gritty, and that's fine. I've lived with that my whole life. I can settle with that. You know what I can't s- settle with is incompetency. Yeah, he's incompetent. Yep. Like he actually doesn't like. There's plays where <laughs> there's a play against Jalen Rams Jalen Ramsey where Allen Robinson beats him on a double move, or it was like an option route for him, and he beats him, and he's ahead of him, and all, all you know, Mr. Trubisky has to do is hit him over top, 
and it's a huge game. And he throws it early, one, and two, it was completely inaccurate, and it hit Jalen Ramsey right in the back. Yeah. And I remember that play vividly because it still is in my veins, and I can't believe that I bought a jersey that says Mitchell Trubisky on it. Oh, God. Don't get me wrong, it was oh. a steal of a buy, but jeez. Yeah. What, who am, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, is, that is all I will say because guess what? Play that music, Jimmy. It's hockey season, baby. The Blackhawks are back. Yeah. They're like cares? five in a row. And guess whose birthday is it today? It is uh, November 19th. It is my boy Patrick Kane's birthday. Happy 31st. We love you, Patrick Kane. Thank you for being a solid player your whole career. Possibly the greatest American-born hockey player that's ever been. Showtime. Mm. That's his nickname. We love that. And because we love that, I'm, I'm going to be a little early, but put money well, you're not gonna you're gonna miss it tonight, I guess. Since it's tonight, yeah. <laughs> but I put money on Patrick Kane to score a goal. He's on a point streak, and I put it for the Blackhawks to win at home at the UC. We are three and zero there the last three games. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. We love that. So put I money. can't help you. I don't know anything about hockey. That's okay. But, but keep going. It's hockey season. Uh. Keep bumping that music. Uh. We love it. Yeah, I love it. All right, we're back. All right, we're back. I'm okay. talking about football. Okay, back to football. Okay, whatever. Football season sucks. Bears lost. Yep. Uh, Chiefs 24, Chargers 17 on Monday Night Football. You had a Philip Rivers take that I would like to hear all oh, about. that's funny. I like – You I said re- you said, <laughs> you said what you are about to say, and then I was like – or no, and then you said, I'm saving for the pod. Right. Love it. Hashtag save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Absolutely. Um. So I had made a statement. Philip Rivers is Eli Manning? Question uh. mark? Because hit him with it. I gotta say it. It's the same situation to me. You have a decently talented team around you, Philip Rivers. Yep. Okay. You have some stud wide receivers. Mm. Mike Williams. Yeah. Keenan Allen. You have two backs behind you. Right. That are both decent backs. Your yep. offensive line subpar. I'll say that, but they're not terrible. Yeah. They give you time. And all you have to and your defense led by you know t- like just several different like Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Uh, th- uh, Thomas from the, he used to play for the Panthers. Davis, Thomas Davis, that's mm. what it is. Yep. Um, just several guys. Obviously, you're missing. You know, Derwin James. It sucks, but still, you have the talent there to produce a decent team, and you've lost so many games. Yeah. By literally one score, and this last game made me think: Are you Eli Manning? Because you threw four picks last this last game, and then last week you threw four picks, and you're just turning the ball over at a rate that doesn't make any sense to me. All of their losses this year were by one possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past week, he threw four interceptions. The week before, he threw three. So the past two weeks combined, he's thrown just over 550 passing yards, three touchdowns, seven picks. And I just feel like you just you're you're in this weird groove of I have to chuck it downfield every play mm. because you want to make a big play happen, and that's just not how the game goes, Philip. Okay. 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions this year. He's having a rough one. And when I tell you, it, it may be time for him to to just – and I think he's a great competitor, great leader, all mm. this stuff. But at the end of the day, if you can't perform, you got you to get going. Eli Manning, I'm looking at you and I'm like, mm, the forehead. Yeah. It's there. The mm. weird sideline faces. Mm. You know, the the uh, the weird throws that go to the defense. Right. <laughs> I All there. Yeah, I don't think I disagree. I mm-hmm. – I, the problem is, I don't know. I mean, there's no one better on the Chargers right now than Philip Rivers. Oh, I don't think. Play starter. Listen, yeah. listen. 
you're the Chargers organization. Think about this. You had Drew Brees at one point. Then you found Phillip Rivers. You guys clearly know how to find quarterbacks better than most teams. You're fine. Right. Go find one. Because I, the Bears couldn't. As much as we hate Mitch Trubisky, at least he doesn't turn the ball over. No. Like, he just doesn't make throws, but only no. four interceptions no. on the air. I don't know what I'd rather have more. Yeah. I don't know anymore. All so, I know is that I, literally I I don't even want – like, that puts me in such a negative mood. I, so, back to hockey season. <laughs> Jameis Winston <laughs> leads the league in interceptions this year. He, he does. 18. He's the only one. Uh, second is Phillip Rivers at 14. Baker Mayfield is third at 12. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Sam Darnold all at 10. I want you to know something. Like, I watched the Tampa Bay game very closely because I had – Money on the game, I remember. And uh, watching that game, can you, how many, can you give me a stat line for Jameis this weekend really fast? For Jameis? Yep. Uh, I'd like to see how Jameis did because I have a, not a hot take, just a mm. interesting uh, view on it because I watched the game. 30 for 51, mm-hmm. 313 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Now watching that game, you would go, wow, four interceptions. That's a lot. Yeah. But when I tell you that his receivers literally – Threw the ball up in the air for mm. two of those, and just like, like OJ Howard, there was a play where don't remind me, yeah, <laughs> it's on my fantasy team, right, right. So there's a play where Jameis is just looking down the field, sees OJ Howard just running an easy like cross route, yeah. hits him, and OJ Howard like fumbles the the ball in his hand and loses it behind him, right, and then chucks it in the air, and the defender just picks it, yeah. and I go, that's on Jameis apparently, yeah, you know what I mean? That's not fair to him. So I'm gonna credit Jameis. Uh, also n- note that Jameis Winston. Regularly throws throws the ball about forty times a game. Yeah, each each game this season. Right, and I think that's crazy to me. If you <laughs> yeah. are Bruce Arians, you have to get the run game going. Right, I get that you have such dynamic wide receivers: Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ Howard, supposed to be whatever. But you have this quarterback who is success. Su- you can do it. Uh, who throws a lot of picks? I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I my mouth susceptible. I've, I've been yeah. I'm okay. really trying. I've been I've been talking a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's getting a little hot in here. Um, it's getting hot in here. But um, either way, <clears throat> he just he throws a lot of picks. You got to run the ball. You have some okay running backs. Yeah. Ronald Jones the third. You got Peyton Barber. Come on, man. Right. What are you doing? You're yep. making Jameis's life way fifty. Freaking throws. He also sucks. Uh, he's not great. He's he sucks. okay. No, he sucks. I'd take Jameis. Over Mitch? Yeah. Mm. No, I swear. No, I wouldn't. And, and, and I can break Too it Too many turnovers. See, I think Matt Nagy would give him all the easy throws, and I think Jameis is accurate enough to hit the easy throws. I've seen him hit easy throws. Yeah, but. Mitch actually he can't hit them. doesn't stay on that routine. Like, Bruce Arians is also a good offensive mind. And he's still right. throwing 18 interceptions. I don't know. I Right now, I'm in that, like, burn the Mitch Trubisky, like, ship. I want, like, we didn't even talk about the, the fake hip injury. Yeah. Hip we didn't warrior. even talk about it. They literally, he literally, <laughs> he literally, Matt Nagy walked up to Mitch and told him on the sideline, hey, we're going to put Chase Daniels in, and when we do it, we're going we're gonna to say you're injured. Yeah. On a play that happened a quarter and a half ago. Right. And it's a not a serious injury no. at all, like the one that they did say it was. Yeah, and during that whole interview, Mitch did not look like he had a hat on. Yeah, and he was like, I'm I'm assuming he's Mitch is like one of those guys is a bad liar. Yeah, and like didn't want to look at anybody. 
and just kind of like had this face like I I couldn't play. How the, how did we come back to the Bears? Because you were I'm done talking, with the Bears. Sorry, I just God, I'm, I'm there. They suck. I want you to know I I feel beat up. It's emotionally, physically, it hurts. somehow. And I slept great last night, and yeah. that's what's crazy. Nick was I, complaining about his Texans, but I mean at least they got a quarterback. Not this week. Not this week. All no. right, so I guess we go to the next game. All right, Broncos 23, Vikings 27. Score was 23-7 going into the fourth quarter. Captain Kirk, 29 for 35, 319 yards, 3 touchdowns. Shout out, Kirk. Uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty weird because the Broncos uh, had the lead for a long time in this game. and uh, Pretty much the whole game. Yeah, I would yeah. say so, right? And then out of nowhere... And it wasn't a 28-3 lead either. No, 23-7. Yeah, and the Vikings... The most uh, dangerous lead in sports. ...came r- roaring back. Vikings don't roar. They yell. Yodel? Uh, No, I'm sick of the yell. What is that? A horn. They do got the horn. Yeah. The horn has a name. What is the horn name? A horn. Vikings horn name. Horn. No, it has a real name. Horn. Galahorn. So what I'm hearing is horn. Got it. It translates to <laughs> yelling horn. So what do they do? They yell. All right, fine. Um, so either way, the Vikings came back, and it was interesting to watch that uh, as a fan of Cortland Kirk Sutton. Cousins. Oh, I'm not a fan of uh, <laughs> Cortland Sutton. I was just really disappointed in the amount of targets he got in the red zone at mm. the end of the game. They, I mean, don't get me wrong. Noah Font is is a rising star in the NFL. Hopefully. Good tight end, got drafted pretty high, you know, by that organization. But you have Cortland Sutton, your clear one after you traded, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, and you threw to him zero times in the end zone at the end of that game. Yeah. On four tries. Yeah. Cortland Sutton on the day did have uh, nine targets, five receptions, 113 yards. Oh, no. He had a decent fantasy week. As a fantasy owner, I enjoyed it. But, like I said, zero red zone targets. And yeah. that just frustrates me. I know on one of the plays he got doubled, but other plays I was like, Hey, look for him. You know? Right. I uh, and it's just really frustrating. Um, but you know, go next. Good job, Vikings. You know, whatever. Kind of see North dead. Yeah, I can actually tell you, Cortland Sutton uh, had two targets in the red zone, zero completions. Yeah, but not. I'm talking about at the end of the game. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about earlier in the game. Let's see. Oh gosh, I clicked on something that is way smarter than I am. Hold on. Way smarter than you Hold are. Hold on, wait. Jimmy, okay. I don't think that's possible. Uh. Jimmy's wife has never said that ever. So, so, yeah, he didn't. He had one red zone target in the first quarter and one in the second quarter, and that was it. Yep. Needs wow, more. this is a cool website. NFLSavant.com. You can track red zone targets. That's kind of cool. Give me a player. Uh, let's go to... You want to the... go Noah Fant? No. Oh. Go to Griffin, uh, the tight end for the Jets. I like well, that guy. Noah Fant had uh, three red zone targets. All in Two the, of them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I know. I watched that game. Griffin? Yeah, tight Ryan? end Jets. Yeah, Ryan Griffin. One for one. There it is. Uh, Let's see. 16 yards in the second quarter touchdown. Yeah, that was the only reason I liked that guy is because he had this cool celebration mm. in the end zone where he had the ball and he had walked in the end zone and he was trying to like get the ball off his hand to like spike it. Oh, yeah, like the old on. Madden thing. Yeah, yeah, he was glued on, so then he like stepped to get off yeah, of it. Yeah, that's a good one. That was great. Wow. What a cool website. Okay, I'll come back to that. Uh, so, yeah, the Vikings win. Who cares? Uh, and then the big game that we were all excited for and said it should be flex Sunday night football, it sucked. The Ravens beat the Texans 41-7. to No point going into the stats because Lamar did good. Deshaun did bad. That's, Sorry, Nick. Yep. Sorry, Nick. Uh, big, big time oof on this one. Shout out, Bastion. 
Good job, Bastian. I don't. Do you have anything else to say? I will say that I was. I'm confused on the Ravens. I mm. feel like they're a really good team now. That's great. They're hot. Uh, they have a really. If only someone had told you that they've been good. I mean, I never. Well, I never called the Ravens bad. Mm. I never even said Lamar is bad. I don't know. That's true. The word bad. I think, you I have. think he is a. Not a great throwing quarterback. Fair mm. enough. That's He's all dying on this hill, folks. He's dying on the I hill. I will die on this hill, but that's fine. That's true. Um, but great. I, I Every time he runs, it's, oof, that guy's mm. something. When he throws, too. Uh, less impressed. All right. I mean, more. okay, so my quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, I have no reason to talk, I guess. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to say that I'm confused on, okay, the big thing that we should be talking about from this game is how different the game could have turned out had the De- DeAndre Hopkins touchdown been called pass interference. Right. Because that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game, in my opinion. Sure. I don't think it would have changed the game, but it would have It would have been 7-0, possibly. Yeah. Because, like, they would have had, well, for one thing, if he hadn't, like, you know, pass interference, he would have caught the ball. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not like after that possession, the Ravens marched down the field and scored a touchdown. No, but. They didn't score just, until the that second whole, quarter. That whole feel, like. That was so blatant to me that like the like me and my friend were just like there's no way they there's no way they get this wrong right and what does Al Riveron do? Yeah, it was. I mean, look, no defending it. Obviously, it was right. the most blatant pass interference that hasn't been called. But, but what's crazy <clears> to me is <throat> later in the day there was another one that he actually overturned. That, yeah, I saw and, that, and, and, and was there was like, no point. I was, there was like, like, no. I was like, yeah. Al Riveron, you are kind of the worst. Right. And not kind of. No, no, is the worst. Yeah. All right, fine. The Kings of the North podcast does not stand. We officially Al disavow yeah, Al Riveron. Yeah. <laughs> Get play, out of here. You ever play Civilization, the game? Uh, Kind of. Yeah. Well, there, and there's moments where, like, okay, you have, like, other civs, like, other, like, characters you play with. Who would you like, play as? Uh, Regularly, I play as, I don't know, I go between Russia and uh, Japan a lot. Okay. Not sure why. And You're I've done America a twice. weeb. Yeah, I'm a weeb. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> well, I just kind of like the names of the cities you build, sure. like yeah, Tokyo yeah. and stuff from Japan. I'm just making fun of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, either way, so like during the game, if you do something they don't like, they go like, I... I uh, Disavow. No, they, oh. it's kind of like that. It, um, there's a word I'm looking for. They uh, denounce you. Oh, yeah. They denounce you. Yeah. And it's like, that's how I'm doing to Al Riveron. Yeah. I don't like what you've been doing. No, get out of here. Get out of here. I, you know what I think they should do? And I, like... Fire him? Well... Not only that, I think they should have a committee of three. Sure. Where it should be best two out of three at least. You know what I mean? For for a lot of things. That's not a bad idea. Because we got one official, one ex-player, and one coach. That's exactly what it, that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. should be one ex-player, one uh, uh, like uh, retired official. Right. Maybe bring back um who's the, the, the NFL ref we always love and now his son. Um, Hockley. Ed yeah. Hockley. Get him in the, yeah. in the booth. I would yeah. love that. Everyone loves Ed Hockley. Right. So then you have him and then you get an ex-coach. Sure. Boom. Plus, I there's no way Ed Hockley's doing anything right now. He's no, he's he's hitting those the gym. Yeah, that guy's swole. Those bells. That guy's massive. Shout out Ed Hockley. There we go. His son doing an okay job. Yeah, but more importantly, that's a way better idea than how it's going. It's just wild. Like, the whole point of adding these replays for pass interference was to right. avoid this exact scenario. And it and, and it, here we are again. I'm still here, going like ah, ooh, ee. Like if, who's to say if a pass interference. Like what happened last year for the Saints. Yeah. If that happened in the playoffs again, who's to say they'd even correct it? Right. Like, what? Right. That's no, where we're at. It's so frustrating. And you don't even, as someone who, like I said, who watches multiple games at one time, what happens when I'm watching this game and I see three different screens at least 
having an NFL have to like an NFL ref have to like explain a flag. Yeah. The amount of flags that have been tossed this year. Oh, it's bad. My goodness, it's like bad. the game. You want to talk about get like it, it's it's playing as as slow as ever. It feels like sometimes. Mm. Um, but whatever that I had to get into a rant and sprint uh, rant about that because I really felt like that DeAndre Hopkins play really kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. It's how I felt the rest of the game for the Texans. Like that didn't go their way and nothing else did. Yeah. And you know, shout out to the Ravens once again. They they came out and performed. Some of their players even said I think it was Earl Thomas was like I didn't think we were gonna beat them that bad. Mm. You know what I mean? And right. that and like I said, I don't know about the Ravens. They're kind of a wild card team to me. Like and it's not to say that they'll end up in the wild card. I'm saying like I. Don't know what their identity is. I yeah. think it's like Lamar or bust. Like if he doesn't like go all out for you, you won't win. Right. And luckily for them, right now he's second in my MVP voting. Fair enough. Like he deserves it. Mm. Um, Russ is still there. I think you cannot discredit him at all. Russ is amazing. Yeah, my boy. Yeah, I don't think I disagree. But I think the gap between Russ and Lamar it's has been closer. Been but also, closing, Russ was yeah. on a bye, so like you can't say like you know what I mean. So right. Ru- don't for- like people will be all like, "Oh, Lamar, he should be first. But like you forgot that Russ didn't even get to play. Right. You know. So I did find <laughs> a uh, a statistic here. Uh, since week three, I don't know why it started week three. Um, NFL coaches are two for forty one when they challenge pass interference calls. That because is four point nine. There's literally been only, I think since there was one in week three that actually got overturned the call. And then there was a dry spell for weeks later after yeah. week three. That's what I heard. Gotcha. So, yeah, since then, two two for 41 on those challenges. And that is, like, as an NFL ref or as an NFL coach, no wonder, like, you're worried about throwing this flag and wasting a timeout and wasting a challenge. Right. Because you know the statistics against you. Yeah. And that hurts the game. I've seen coaches literally hold the, the red flag in their hands, and they go, and they put it back in their pocket. Right. Because they, they just feel like, what if what if – you know, Al Riveron's taking a gander at this this call and going, you know what? I'm not gonna care. Yeah. Because I, oof. We don't. Once again, the Kings of the North podcast. We denounce you. Oh man, it's so bad. And this was the worst week of NFL football. Yeah, I I, I posed the question on the rundown. I think so too. Just I, there was fine. nothing spectacular. I, yeah. After because because they put us as a Sunday night game for sure, Ugh, and having to. Make, like I want you to know, this is the last game. Mitch Trubisky hot take will be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. No way. I have to. Nagy said he's a starter. I don't care. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you. I don't care. The guy who makes the decision. I don't want him to be it. I, I, I understand. I understand. I'm just so mad. But I'm telling you, you're wrong. Because not only did he do it in front of everyone in prime time, oh, so frustrating. <sighs> I yeah. Okay. There it is. I I'm I'm hot. so done with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. It, let's see. It's been a hard week of football, guys. Yeah. So, when asked about Mitch Trubisky being the starter, he said, "Absolutely, he's our guy." I think Matt Nagy's. I I just keep playing the injury, Matt Nagy. Exactly. This is it. Okay. So Matt Nagy's plan is: here we go. We're gonna pretend like Mitch is just injured to the point where he can't play. You have to play Chase Daniels, and then the year ends. Right? You go. All right, we're just gonna release him, not because he wasn't good enough to play for us, but because he was injured, and we're gonna move on. And then, Matt, th- then because obviously Matt Nagy and Mitch are close, right? It's like, hey, we didn't, you know, mess you up, like ruin your career, and you're not gonna ruin our team hopes anymore. Boom. I, is. I, okay. Here's here's what Nagy said after the game. Every decision that was made, it had zero to do with his play. Zero. It was completely based off the injury that he had last night and where he was at. I just want to get that out. Um, disagree. I, me too. I posed in the group chat uh, a similar thing where I think, you know, this is the perfect excuse to shut down Mitch for the rest of the year. Yep. Play Chase Daniel. And then if Chase Daniel 
does anything on offense, then boom, you have your answer. It's not Nagy, it's Trubisky. If Chase Daniel still sucks like we expect him to, then you know you can blame the backup quarterback. I am the the further putting, we get, he's putting walls. Matt Nagy's literally putting walls in front of him, so he will not lose his job. And I don't think he deserves to lose his job just yet. If I don't know what they can do in this offseason. I have no idea because I haven't even looked that ahead. Yeah. Because this year, like, during the season, I, I don't – I I up until this week, I've never been in the point where, like, it's over. Right. Tank. And Except it, for the Saints game. No, I, even then, I was like, it hurt a lot. But I was like, there's still so much – like, that was, like, mm. week, you know, six, yeah. five. There was so much time left. Right. And so this is was this was kind of the must win yeah. for me was to go 500 and then go from there. You know what I mean? Because – we still had divisional games coming up later in the season. We right. could have made it happen. People can still say, but we're only four and six. You know what I mean? Buddy, it's over. It's over. I want you to know, Bears fans out there, it, it's not that I don't want to. It's not that I'm like a negative Nancy. It's that I can tell you without a doubt that we don't have a starting quarterback, and that is the most important position. We don't even have a backup quarterback. We, exactly. Well, Chase Daniel, maybe, but not Mitch Trubisky. He is not an NFL quarterback. He's a college quarterback. Exactly. And that hurts. A North Carolina college quarterback. Oof. Not even a good college quarterback. Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson after a national championship against Alabama. I did see something the other day that made me feel a little bit better, and that was the Jaguars had the third pick or the fourth pick in that draft, and they had Blake Bortles as quarterback, and they passed up on uh, Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and drafted Leonard Fournette. I'm like, ah, okay. Bears weren't the only one. Makes me feel a little yeah, better. Yeah, but they had Blake Bortles, so they thought that he was their guy at the time. Right, but they had Blake Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. But they already invested already, you know what I mean? Uh, right, but they had Blake Bortles. That's fair. Um, okay, I just want to real quick, uh, this article is titled, Five Veteran Quarterbacks the Bears Could Replace Mitchell Trubisky With in 2020. I want one-word <laughs> answers, yes or no. Okay. Okay? Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Marcus Mariota. No. Andy Dalton. No. James Winston. No. Ryan Tannehill. No. All right. Call Teddy. He's the guy. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of Kings of the North podcast. Do you have anything else? I just want you to do your outro because I really like it. All right. Uh, let's get going. Hey, yeah, let's get out of here, man. Uh, it's been a depressing it's, episode. Yeah, it's hard. Every it's, episode is going to be depressing. Yeah, that's how it goes. Should have uh, listened to us last year. We should have had a show last yeah, year. Yeah, maybe. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, though. thank we you four, so much. If, you, if you're actually still here somehow, shouts out. Throughout all that negativity, you're the guy. You're yep. the man. You're the or, or woman. woman. We uh, or no gender. We we accept all yeah. in the Kings of the North. We everybody. Stand everybody. Except everybody. Except Al Riveron and oh. except the Green Bay Packers. Oh. And except people who think uh, Whoppers are not as good as Big Macs. I'm gonna go with that. I don't know why. Whoppers are not as good as Big Macs. So Whoppers are better. Different. They're just different. They are. Okay. I, I like both. Baconator is better than both. No, I don't like bacon on my burger. Really? Yeah. That, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to mash the mic away. Get out of here. Yeah, Boom. Focus.